But I want to share with you. I want to be obedient to the Lord, and I want to share with you just a, a brief word. Amen. I, we have exactly 30 more days left to the end of this year. Amen. I think that in those 30 days, there are, some, there are a group of people. There is a... Uh, uh, there is a remnant of people, amen, who are still looking for some things to change in their life, for some answers to be given in their life, amen. That Sean back there, what's happening, man? And so for while they are in anticipation and expectation, amen, I pray that this word will encourage you, amen, in these 30 days, amen. We're going to go to the book of Malachi, third chapter, and we'll be dealing with verse 13 through 18. Amen. Father God, we, in the congregation of your people and in the presence of your Holy Spirit, Lord, we give you glory and honor on this day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning, Lord, and keeping us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for putting us on a highway, Lord, keeping us safe as we got here, Lord. And right now, Lord, we know that your people did not come here in vain, Lord, but they're looking and they're needing something on today. So right, we pray right now, Lord, that as they have come here today, Lord, that you will show up and you will show out, Lord. We pray right now, Lord, that you will position them to receive that which you have purposed for them on this morning, Lord. Prepare minds and hearts, Lord. We pray right now, Lord, that your word, Lord, will edify your people on today, Lord. I decrease as you increase, Lord. Let your power come forth, Lord, with boldness and with confidence, Lord. Let your glory rest in this place on today. Let lives be changed on this day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Malachi 3, 13 through the 18th verse, amen. And I know a lot of times we don't get a lot of Malachi in our lives, amen. And a lot of times when Malachi is being spoken of, it, it's about uh, a couple of verses in particular, amen, where the man robbed God, amen. <laughs> but we're not even going to, we, we, we may touch upon that, amen, but there's something much more broader and much deeper that we need to talk about on today, amen. So we're going to begin Malachi, the third chapter, 13th verse, and we're going to end about the 18th verse, amen. Does everybody got it? Because I'm trying to get out of here, amen, amen. I'm trying to give it to you. I'm trying to get out of here, Amen. Amen. And we'll read. Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, what have we spoken against you? You have said it is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed. For those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. Amen. Does anybody feel like that sometimes? Like you're doing all that you can, amen, to live a blessed life, a holy life, a righteous life, amen. And you see folks who don't seem to be doing the same stuff you're doing, and they're coming up, amen. You get a little salty, amen. Am I the only one sometimes? Okay, okay. I ain't by myself on this morning. He said, but then those who fear the Lord, they spoke to one another, amen. They spoke to one another, amen. Talk to your neighbor. So they spoke to one another. And the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels 
and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. Amen. Amen. And amen. As we look at this scripture, amen, I, I, I want to come from a subject, a subject entitled, I'm going to remember that, and your day is coming. Now, before you shout about that, before you clap about that, amen, we're going to deal with this scripture, amen, and we want to see in which category you fall, amen. But it's, I'm going to remember that, and your day is coming, amen. Usually when you hear that, it ain't good for you, amen. I mean, somebody got something out for you, amen. But we're going to look at this scripture, amen, and, and before we do that, we need a little backstory, a little narrative, amen. Malachi is the prophet who uh, is delivering this message, amen, and there's not a lot that's known about Malachi except his name, amen, which means my messenger. And so with that being said, I think it's oftentimes that we forget it's not about the person, but it's about the message, amen. It's not about the messenger. It's about the message, amen. And sometimes we get caught up on how the message is wrapped and how it comes, amen. But if you can look past that person and see exactly what they're trying to say to you, I believe that you'll be helped, amen. And so there, this was a time in the, in the lives of God's people where several, several years ago, several decades ago, they had returned from exile. Amen. They, they returned from Babylonian exile and they returned back to their homeland. Amen. And they began to rebuild their lives. Amen. They rebuilt the gates. Amen. They rebuilt the, the temple. Amen. They restored temple worship. And everything was good. They were on fire for the Lord. Amen. But life hit them. Just like so many times with us. We get on fire for the Lord. Amen. We, we, we say yes to the Lord. Amen. We count ourselves to be faithful and dependable. We show up. Amen. But along the line, life hits us, amen, and, and it gut punches us, amen, and it affects us, amen, and, and one of the things about them is it began to affect their worship, amen. It began to affect their worship, and let us understand that if things are not going well for you spiritually, everything else will not align in your life, and so because of this, they began to hold back their ties from the church, amen. They began to be unfaithful with their wives. The men began to be unfaithful with their wives and began to divorce their wives and to marry people outside of their faith. Amen. Another thing that happened was the priests began to neglect their duties. And so if there's no order in the house of God, there's no order in the house of the people. Amen. Your spiritual life reflects everything else about your life. If your spiritual life is bad, then chances are things about your life are going bad as well. And so the church was, was, the house of God was bad. The house of the people was bad, amen. And they began to look around, they began to see that people who were not even worshiping God, it seemed like they were prospering and nothing was happening to them. And so they began to question, why am I even serving God? What's the purpose? What's the benefit, amen? And so Malachi, he, he knows this, he knows the, the, the people and what they're dealing with, amen. And, and in the very first uh, verse and chapter of Malachi, he describes the word of God being a burden to him. It's a burden to him, amen. And I need you to understand if you are to do anything for the kingdom of God, 
sometimes you will feel the weight of that thing. Because not only being a prophet, because everybody can't carry that mantle. Because being the spokesperson for God, being the mouthpiece of God, means that you have to have the heart of God as well. You can't pronounce all these type of things on the people. You can't pronounce destruction and all these type of people uh, uh, on the people and not have a heart for the people as well, amen. And Habakkuk, he knew this, amen. And in the book of Habakkuk, it stated that something similar. He said that the burden which the prophet saw, he, the thing that the prophet saw was a burden, amen. The Lord told him to write down the vision, amen. And so although Habakkuk knew that he must do as the Lord asked, he prayed to the Lord. And in that prayer, he said, oh, Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. Oh, Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. But in the wrath, remember mercy. So many times we get up here and we, we pronounce the word of the God, pr pronounce the word of God, amen, that God has given us, amen. But even in that, we forget that there's an element of mercy that comes with that. We have to pray for the people, pray for the people to get it right, amen? We don't wish destruction on anybody. We don't wish death on anyone, amen? amen? We want people to get it right in the midst of your situation, that God will open your eyes and open your heart and you will receive him and you'll be convicted and you will correct that thing before destruction comes, amen? Any man, any woman of God, any prophet, whatever capacity you find yourself in, if you don't have mercy for the people, if you don't have compassion for the people, or if you're not willing to work with the people, then something is wrong. You can't be just someone who is uh, interested in just speaking for God, just dogging the people out, amen? You have to have a heart for the people to pull them out of the situations that they find themselves in. And this is Malachi. Malachi knows that these people have done wrong to the Lord, amen? The first thing was, they said, uh, and, and, and the problem is, and I have to ask a question, amen, and, and I know that there's a statement that says that there are no dumb questions, amen, and I think that that's stupid, because there are some dumb questions, amen, and to prove that, I will pose a dumb question to you today, a question that I already know the answer to. Has anybody ever had to check somebody? I got y'all attention now. Has anybody ever had to check somebody? I mean, check somebody. Some of y'all saying I had to check them, I had to bag them, and I had to send them on their way, amen, like groceries. But you ever had to check somebody because they put you in they mess? You ever had to check somebody because they blamed you for they mess? Well, this is where we find ourselves today, amen. The people are going through a situation, and they, they're, they're dealing with it. They're, they're, they're not uh, uh, prospering financially, amen. They're struggling spiritually, amen. And, 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 and they're blaming God for everything that has gone wrong in their life. Everything. They're not looking at the fact that they were holding tithes from God. They're not looking at the fact that they're being uh, unfaithful to their wives. They're not looking at the fact that uh, they're offering up, uh, 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 they're giving offerings that God is not, he's not, he's, he doesn't approve of. They're offering up things that God, that makes him mad, amen? 
And so in all that, they're asking, does God love us? Because it don't seem like God loves us. They have a victim mentality, amen? And so they have a victim mentality. But God says, if you love me, then you will keep my commandments. If you keep my commandments, I'll keep you. I'll keep you out of harm's way. I'll keep you out of poverty. I'll keep you from being sick. I will keep you, amen? But they were not keeping God's word, and things began to fall upon them, and they were questioning God's love for them, amen? And so because they were questioning God's love for them, they weren't giving God their best. They weren't giving God their all, amen, and it was reflected by their offerings. They were offering things to God that were blind and lame. They weren't, they weren't giving perfect sacrifices, amen, perfect offerings. And so God is like, you're not giving me your best, and if you're not giving me your best, then you can keep that, amen. He said, well, take it to your governor and see if he will treat you accordingly, amen, that he will, that he will, he will enjoy that thing that you're giving him. And the problem is today that even for us, we will give man our very best and give God the rest. Someone who has done everything for us, we can, we'll show up in church when we want to show up, we read our Bible when we want to read our Bible, amen, and we don't give God our best. And so now when they're not giving God their best, they were giving it to the priest, and the priest we're sacrificing these things. And the problem was that, is that the priests should be the one who corrected and rebuked. They knew better. But they allowed this stuff to go on, which defiled the temple. And I want to tell you that we are all prophets. We are all ministers, amen. And I want to bring it home to us today because we can look at the prophets, we can look at, them, at, at, the, at the priests and the ministers and what they're not doing. But do you know that you are a, prophet, that you are a priest and a minister as well? And God has ordained some things for your life. And God says that if you allow people to offer you stuff, to give you stuff that I have not ordained, there will be a curse upon you. He tells the priest, he said, look, if you don't fix this thing, if you don't get it right, I'll put a curse on your blessing. So for us, that job was a blessing at first. But we started living and doing things that were not consistent with who we were called to be. And now that blessing has been cursed. That relationship. You prayed for that man. You prayed for that woman. Amen. You got a man. You got a woman. Amen. But you allowed some things to come into your relationship to contaminate your relationship. And now your relationship that was a blessing is now a curse. That car. That car was a blessing. Amen. That thing was bad, amen. But you start missing church. You start doing stuff that you weren't supposed to do. And now that car was a blessing. Now it's a curse. Y'all see how that happens? God can bless your life. But if you are not consistent with doing the things that God has called you to do and God has called you to be, that blessing could get cursed. So the people were offering up sacrifices that God didn't like. The priests were, were, were offering up these sacrifices, amen. They, they were falling asleep on the job. They were, they were uh, 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 not doing what they were supposed to do, amen. And the people weren't faithful in their lives, amen. The people weren't faithful. 
They were looking at the other people and seeing how they were blessed and they weren't blessed, amen. But they weren't factoring in the fact that, thank you. They weren't factoring in the fact of they had a responsibility to honor God, amen. And so worship was the first thing that got messed up, amen. Worship was messed up. And worship is when we reverence God, amen. Worship is when we reverence God. And he began to deal with the people's worship because the people's worship was not only uh, hypocritical, but it was half-hearted as well. They were only worshiping God out of what they can get out of God. That was, a, that was the sense of their worship. They weren't worshiping him. They weren't revering him for who he was. No, they were worshiping him because they wanted something out of him. Amen. They thought that God owed them something just because they showed up. They thought that God owed them something just because they raised their hand. They thought they owed, that God owed them something just because they praised his name, but their hearts weren't in the right place. And God's saying, if, look, if that ain't your best, as I said before, if it ain't your best, you can keep it. How would you do if you had time to prepare or someone had time to prepare for your birthday or your anniversary or anything like that? And at the last minute, they threw some stuff together and gave to you. Would you accept that? We train people on how to treat us, amen? We train people on how to treat us. So if you train people that you will accept substandard stuff, they're going to give you substandard stuff. If God allows us to give him substandard praise, we will come here all the time with substandard praise. Our hands, our hearts will not be in it. Our hands will not be lifted. Amen. We will not give him the glory and we will not reverence him for being our God. And so their worship was off. And God began to address all those things. Amen. As I said before, Jesus, God came to address some things. Amen. He came to check them and he had the receipts. Amen. He had the receipts. And so he said, I have to get you all the way together. So he said, look, behold, I will be, he says, I'm sorry. Your words have been harsh against me. You've been real disrespectful with your words toward me. And I believe that God was standing like this with his hands like this. He said, look, your words have been harsh against me. Your words have been real disrespectful, amen. And you know how it is when you're checking somebody, amen. Somebody's been talking about you and you confront them. The first thing they say is, what I say? When I say that. And that's what they say. It says, yet you say, what have I spoken against you? Knowing that God is omniscient. Amen. He knows everything. He says before, he knows before you even said it. Because it registers in your heart first. And he reads your heart. He said, you said it's useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance. What, what benefit is it, amen? And that we have walked as mourners, amen? We walk around here with long faces. And that's the first thing I need to address with those who claim to be Christians and those who be saved. If you say it, you need to tell your face. <laughs> if you say it, you need to tell your face. Because as you look at some Christians, they seem to be some of the most sour, pitiful, Mean-looking people in the world. 
Even hellions got a smile on their face, amen? But Christians, who want to join that type of stuff? <laughs> I'm saved, sanctified, feel the Holy Spirit. Don't do nothing, don't go nowhere, don't dance, don't smile, don't do nothing. Is that, is that what being Christian, is that what I signed up for? <laughs> I was having more fun when I was out in the world. But now I'm out here with a long face, amen. But the problem is with that is he say walk around as mourners, amen. But the Bible tells us that blessed are they that mourn. Why? Because they will be comforted. Now I'm here to comfort you on this morning, amen. He said, have we walked around as mourners before the Lord of hosts? And that word, that, 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 that title, Lord of hosts, it means a lot right there, and we need to underline that. We need to circle that right now. Because the Lord of hosts is a name which means Lord of armies. What does that mean? That means that he is fighting for you. He is the God that fights for you. So why are you walking around with your face all balled up when you serve a God who fights for you? And not only does he fight for you, he's never lost a battle. Elisha was a prophet, and Elisha had upset some people, and the king of Syria had sent an army to try to find Elisha and capture Elisha, amen? And so they found out where Elisha was, and they sent an army to the city, and the city was surrounded by the uh, army uh, of the, that the king had sent. And Elisha's servant, he sees this, and he gets nervous, amen? He, he, he gets scared. And Elisha says, you don't need to be scared. He said, because great is they that, that with, greater are those that are with us than with them. Right. And so not only that, he said, Lord, open his eyes so that he may see. And so the Lord opened this man's eyes, and the man sees all on the mountainside were chariots of fire and horses. And those chariots of fire and horses surrounded Elisha. What am I saying? I'm saying that the word says that the just shall live by faith. And we are justified in Christ Jesus. And so that means that Christ, that God deals with us justly. Amen. So that means that just because you don't see it doesn't mean that God's not working on it. Do you not know that because of your faith, your faith has qualified you for jobs that you ain't even put in for? Matter of fact, your faith has qualified you for promotions on jobs that you hadn't even filled out of application for. Your name is in rooms that your feet have not even stepped in. Your faith has qualified you for things that you don't even know you needed. Because you are justified through Christ. And God is working on your behalf. Not only is God working on your behalf, his angels are encamped around you. You're protected on all sides, amen? And I don't think you understand just how powerful a statement that is, because I remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, amen, that Jesus said, do you not believe that I can just pray to my Father, and he will send me more than 12 legions of angels? God just say, say the word. Just say the word. 
I got you. Just say the word. As a Christian, all you have to do is say the word. Amen. Some people don't understand who they messing with. <laughs> they don't believe. They don't know what kind of protection that you have in your life. All you have to do is say the word. And God will send angels on your behalf. Y'all ain't excited about that? Okay. Okay, well, if you ain't excited about that, it said that after all that nonsense, all these people that we're dealing with, he gets to the people, he says, those who feared the Lord spoke to one another. And I like that, amen, and, and I need you, I'm going to ask you to speak to your neighbor, amen, because when he says that they, those who feared the Lord, it means those who lived a life according to God. They didn't want to let God down, amen. They, they wanted to serve God, amen. And they began to come together and they began to talk to each other because they didn't want to allow the things that were going on during that time to move them. And so they began to encourage one another, amen. And I believe that in this time that we need to encourage one another, amen. And so they began to encourage one another, amen. And, and the Lord, the word said that the Lord, he heard them. Not only did he hear them, but he paid attention to them. He paid attention to them, and he did a book of remembrance. What's a book of remembrance? During the times of kings, they would have a royal archive, and during the royal archive, those things that were done during that period were recorded in this book. And this is the same type of book where in, in, in the book of Esther, where Mordecai was promoted. He was rewarded because his name was in the book. What am I saying? I'm saying this, that there are all sorts of things that are going to come up or try to come up against you. But because your name is in God's book of remembrance, no weapon formed against you shall prosper because your name is in his book of remembrance. Amen. It said that he, they feared the Lord and they meditated on his name. He said they shall be mine says the Lord of hosts, on that day I will make them my jewels. I need you to understand when we talk about worship, the head of worship was Lucifer. The Bible tells that he was the most beautiful of angels, amen. And he wore a vest, amen, a breastplate that was adorned with jewels. And when worship would go forth, worship would hit those jewels and the light would shine off of it. It would reflect off of those jewels, amen. But the Lord here says, they will be my jewels. What does that mean? That means that God has created you to be a jewel. So that when worship hits you in a certain way, your light will shine before men. And I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to. But God has called you to be a jewel so that your light will shine before men. That whatever hits your life, your light will shine. I don't care what hits your life. Your light will shine. Amen? amen. You are a jewel. Amen. He said, I will spare them as a man spares his own who serves him, his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between the men, the one who serves God, and one who does not serve him. There's a day that's coming. Well, we all, look, God is going to settle all accounts. Those that were with him, those that were against him. 
And God is calling for those that regardless of what goes on in life, whatever you face, those that are faithful to him, you are going to be in his book of remembrance. He's going to remember, and he says, I'm going to remember that and your day is coming. And I don't want us to get so far into that point, but I want in the very daily life of the people of God, God remembers your faithfulness. God remembers your dependability, amen. God remembers when you wanted to quit and you didn't. God remembers when you didn't want to go and yet you were still faithful. God, want, he remembers when your yes, I will serve you, had a conjunction that said comma, if nobody else will. God remembers your sacrifice. God remembers your tears. God remembers your pain. He remembers every prayer. He remembers every promise. He remembers every word. And your day is coming. Your day of promotion is coming. Your day of coming up is coming. Your day is coming. And I need you to stand up to your feet right now. Because he said that the people... said as people who feared the Lord, they spoke to one another. They encouraged one another. And I need you to find somebody. And I need you to encourage them and say, your day is coming. Tell them God remembers. And your day is coming. He remembers the days that you're on your knees and you were praying for your children. To be saved and that day is coming. You prayed for your husband, you prayed for your wife, that day is coming. You prayed for a better job and that day is coming. You prayed for increase and that day is coming. You prayed for healing and that day is coming. You praying that your mind would be covered, amen, and your heart would be mended and that day is coming. I need you to believe that, amen, because that day is coming. And you're the only one, even the devil in hell, can't stop that day from coming. Your day is coming. Harvest, your day is coming. We have 30 more days in the rest of this month. 30 more days in the, in, 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 in the end of this year. And there's some things that you're still looking for. There's some things that you're still hoping for. And I'm here to tell you that your day is coming. Your day is coming. Your day is coming. Your day is coming. God does not forget. He didn't forget any of the stuff that you did for him. He honors you for your sacrifice. He honors you for your hard work, your dependability. He sees you. He hears. It says that he not only listened, not only did he listen, but they held his attention. What type of power do you have that you're sleeping on? That you can speak and God not only listens, but he pays attention. That's why we have to be careful with what we say. Life and death is in what? The power of the tongue. God is listening. He wants to hear from you. We have 30 more days, y'all. And in 30 more days, I'm looking for 
some crazy stuff to happen. I'm looking for some testimonies to come forth that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has entered to the heart of man the things that God is going to do for his people in these next 30 days. Will anyone stand in agreement with me? That God is going to do the amazing, the miraculous in these next 30 days. That someone is going to be blessed beyond measure. You won't have the words to even describe the way that God has moved in your life. We've been, some of us have been battling with some things all year long. But I'm here to tell you that that hour is up for that thing. In this next 30 days, someone is going to be released. And we're going to celebrate each and every person that God blesses. Amen? Amen. In these next 30 days, it's going to be 30 days of blessings and testimonials. Amen? Because when you testify to the goodness of God, that gives somebody else hope. Because if God did it for them, surely he can do it for me. So in these next 30 days, we're going to celebrate like never before. Look, when we get to 2020, the thing for 2020, the same for 2020, when something happens, that's so 2019. That's so 2019. That's old, that's buried. I don't, that ain't even in style no more. We ain't even think about that no more. That's so 2019, amen? But for that to happen, in these next 30 days, we have to make preparations to cross over into 2020. That means that we have to release some people. We have to release some things. We got to cut some people off. We got to cut some things off. We got to get our minds ready. We got to get our minds right. Amen? And, 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 and look, it's not personal. Purely spiritual. <laughs> I'm trying to get somewhere. And if you're not pushing me there, that means you're pulling me back. And I can't be held back. Amen? So these next 30 days, I need you to make preparations for your 2020 to, re to receive the things that God has for you in 2020. We are an appointed people for an appointed time and an appointed place. And you have to be ready to receive. Amen? So 2020, we're getting ready right now. We're making preparations right now. I'm not, ready. I'm not waiting for 2020 to happen. Amen? I'm getting ready for 2020. Amen? So y'all, I need y'all to understand that God remembers. He remembers. And he wants you to know that your day is coming. And I need somebody to get excited about that. That is your word. That is your word. Your day is coming. My day is coming. My day is coming. I don't care what happens to you. I don't care what the banks say. I don't care what uh, the bill people say. Amen. My day coming. <laughs> my day coming. Best believe, my day coming. And you're going to know. Because I'm, I'm going to let you know. Amen. You ain't going to be able to shut me up when my day comes. Amen.
Brand new everything. Amen. Amen. Can we get the word of God a hand?